Welcome to the Raising Great Kids podcast. I'm your host today, Kendra Fleming. These past several months of COVID have caused us to take Upstreet, our elementary environment, online. But today we're talking with an Upstreet expert about the safety protocol and the steps we are taking to bring your kids back in the building. Today on the podcast, we're interviewing one of my good friends and longtime Upstreet expert, Chad Ward. Chad has been in full-time ministry for almost 25 years. I can hardly believe it, Chad. That's a long time to be seen. I know. He planted a church right here in our community. He has uh, been a part of starting children's ministry from the ground up. And now he's a part of our North Point Ministries team, specifically Upstreet Director at Brownsbridge Community Church for the last 10 years. Chad, that's amazing. I feel like we've been friends for a long, long time, but tell us a little bit about your kids and your family and just kind of kind of your life a little bit. Well, I have a very beautiful wife. Her name is Autumn, and we have been married for 24 years, which is amazing to me. We will celebrate number 25 in June. Wow. We have three kids, a 23-year-old uh, son. His name is Joseph. Um, and he is actually the inside out director in Peachtree City at Southside Church, which is awesome. Okay. Happened last year. And then a 21 year old daughter, name is Sarah, and she is a junior at UGA. And then a 19 year old daughter who is a freshman at UNG. And uh, so, yeah, 25 years of the ministry, planning churches, and um, enjoying that, starting children's ministry. So it's it's been a it's been quite a ride. And I'm, Super stoked and excited to continue. Yeah. So you're definitely on the empty nester side of things. So am I. It's kind of fun to you watch. Know, they're coming in and out. They yeah. come back. They yeah, mine do too. Through this crazy season, they've come back a little bit more maybe than I've even wanted, but I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So recently we've slowly begun like kind of getting kids back in the building for sure. Middle school and high school students back in the building, not everywhere. There's some locations that we're not quite ready for that yet. Um, Can you tell parents like in this season while we're, you know, partially open, partially not open, like what can they expect during this season uh, that we're about to walk through? Yeah, just continuing to walk through. Well, like I mentioned previously, you know, we are excited to continue yeah. to offer the online content of which we have learned so much during this time on, on just exactly what we need to do online that yeah. is just best mm-hmm. and, and the segments in which we do it and how quick we do it. I, I, I think we've adjusted great there. It's been, it's been a great time to learn, you know, and we want just to continue to stay connected to them. Um, and then honestly, just discussing right now the best ways that we can, I think the bottom line is how can we can continue to connect to mom and dad and the kids mm-hmm. when it is still so different and, or, you know, they may not, um, you know, be coming back into the building uh, in some of the places during this season. So we're trying to provide opportunities to connect once a month, even through mailers. And again, still through drive throughs engaging with the kids that is going to continue to happen um, when we're not seeing them. It's been awesome to see um, Woodstock city, um, who did the upstreet on your street. I think things like that, that they did in the spring, which is really yeah. cool in different parks and a subdivision. That was awesome. Gwinnett with upstreet plus and zoom groups has been a great pilot in test, which has, has been really awesome to see them do that. And then um, kid stuff continue as we connect and we're excited about, you know, that coming up in March and then just how our small group leaders can connect to the kids. I think that is something that we're continuing just to discuss. Sure. Right now, as we do. But 
our in-person gatherings are beginning to uh, roll out at each camp- campus, you know, differently mm-hmm. right now. For example, you know, Brownsbridge starting in October started mm-hmm. to meet once a month and have continued that once a month. And now North Point, you know, the plan is, and again, we always say the plan and it seems like we have to pivot sometimes, but right now, this past Sunday was great at North Point yeah. Community Church. And so they're looking to, uh, to do that again, I think on the 24th. So yeah. You know, just kind of roll it out in uh-huh. this season and we'll see how quickly we can do that. So parents, you'll, you'll kind of see us through the season offering some things in person and kind of testing out all our systems and protocol and how that all rolls, as well as keeping our foot firmly planted in a digital world and offering. And, and we're going to just keep our eye on our communities, our school systems, our right. hospitals, and just sort of continue to gauge uh, what we need to be doing and what what's the safest thing to do. Right. So, Chad, it's always been really important to us that we have a strong wellness policy. Uh, we send it out to all of our parents twice a year. Uh, we're, we're pretty we're we're pretty good about trying to keep our environments clean and safe and healthy and all those kind of things. But at a really high level, what what are some things that have always been in place and uh, kind of will be in addition as we head into COVID? You know, at a high level, my one sentence job description for Upstreet, which mm-hmm. I love, has been to create a safe, irresistible, transformational K through fifth grade environment. And it mm-hmm. starts with safe. Yeah. So I would say from day one, no matter you you can go back years, the thing yeah. that um that I feel like we have all at each of our campuses done a great job to say, hey, we are going to be safe. Yeah. First and foremost, if you bring your child onto this hallway mm-hmm. into this building, we are going to make sure that we are going to do it in a safe way. And I and I have always appreciated that. I mean, normally in the past, you know, we two times a year we send out and remind parents um, of our wellness policy that will be um, in a link and um, and a policy attached that you could you can see that. But you know, we remind them, hey, if you've got a runny nose or a fever, if you're throwing up, your eyes are red. Yeah. Many of which you would see at school or at daycares. Yeah things like that, that I think even in these days, um, we have become so sensitive to mm-hmm. a small cough and things of that nature. But even in the past, we have said, hey, today may not be best for you to have your child um, on our hallway. But in addition to this, with our COVID guidelines, um, if your child on top of that, if your child or someone in your family even is experiencing the COVID symptoms that many of us have heard over and over and over again now, we ask that they not attend in that gathering. And I think even beyond that, which I have loved, is this does not um, only apply to a family that is attending, but we have made sure that our staff and our volunteers are going through that exact same protocol so that we make sure that if their children come in contact with us, that we are also keeping them safe. So um, I I I think we've done a really good job just to to keep it Yeah, And and we have hundreds of amazing volunteers who... Uh, we're talking to regularly who are in some cases already jumping back into some of our in-person things, but they're excited to get back with us for Mm -hmm. sure. Okay. So let's talk about getting back in the building. Tell me what you think is important for parents to know. What is important for parents to know? Well, if we start at the beginning, that's where we got to start. We got to start at the beginning. So months ago, um, I know for us, before we even tried to jump into the building and months ago, we said, you know what, we want to talk to the experts. Mm-hmm. We want to find out, you know, everybody's hearing all the stuff from the CDC and stuff like that, but the experts 
in our community from the principals, from the teachers, from the administrators in the schools and learning about the standard practices that are all in our school districts. We wanted to hear from them and learn and honestly implement inside of our church buildings exactly what are they saying mm-hmm. as the school administrators? What are they saying inside the schools that are doing such a great job in keeping the kids safe? All of which, the ones I know that I spoke to, six of them um, are on our upstreet hallways and in our churches. And so such a confidence that it brings us that we began to do a lot of the things that would have a lot of success for um, all of our churches um, by doing that and putting in place the protocols for in-person gatherings that were vetted, I felt like, by the right people. Yeah. Uh, we're going to speak into that. So, you know, beyond that, we are currently um, requiring registration, and this really helps us gauge our numbers yeah. uh, in a really good way to ensure safety. Um, because I feel like it is about the numbers so that we can spread out in our buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been a key for um, us. And now with two of our campuses that are currently meeting um, at different times in person and communicating um, in different ways have been really, really good that parents can expect um, that as they register, just, you know, as they look for their emails and mailers and social media mm-hmm. websites, you know, continues to be a challenge. I think maybe we get whether it be Zoom fatigued or email yeah. fatigued or whatever it is. But I think that's something that parents could really expect is just we're going to register and to be on the lookout for those things. And um, and then once they register, um, their kids, their parents are going to be given all these safety protocols just to remind mm-hmm. them about yeah. what it's going to look like and things they need to know to get in the building. And parents, today we're about to talk about a few of the safety protocols, but those emails will be important because we're going to adjust those protocols as the world warrants that we should and safety warrants. And so uh, even some of the things we may share with you today, uh, we hope and pray in the coming months, those things will will change and and loosen up and all those kind of things. So speaking of safety protocols, tell us uh, what can families expect when they walk into our buildings? Well, that's a great question. And I know you want to know about the protocols of which I'm going to tell you in just a second, but the thing that they can expect that yeah. I want to make sure they know when they yeah. walk in that building is it is going to be fun. Yes. Even still. I mean, first and foremost, after that, create a safe, um, in the job description, it says irresistible. And I think okay. all of our campuses do such a great job, no matter what campus they walk into. Right. Even during these days, before they jump into all the protocols, it's still going to be fun. Yeah. And we want it to feel irresistible and feel like upstreet. And so we are we brainstorm about that a lot, too. How yeah. can we continue to, to make that happen? And so we want them smiling from the time they come in to the time they leave. So, yeah. So to in order to get in the building, we require that mask be be worn by everybody from the time they come in. And if they don't have one, then we'll provide one for them. But we're just ensuring that safety. And we're going to continue to watch it campus to campus, you know what I mean? And area to area, just like you just said a minute ago. I mean, as we watch, you know, our communities and our schools and things, I mean, we all hope that in the days and weeks and months ahead, right, Mm -hmm. that some of these things are going to be able to relax. But right now, you know, to come into the building and to drop your kids off, we know that that is a hard thing. It's a hard thing for me and my glasses fog and all the things. You know, I <laughs> yeah. get it. But, you know, just for the safety of everybody, you know, I was thinking some of the, one of the most important things right now is that uh, I know everybody wants their kids in school. And so yeah. as we just, you know, looking to love our neighbors 
parents well and love our kids well and all that, it is so cool that I think we are saying, hey, we're just we're going to require the mask so that we just make sure that for their families and their kids that they can do that. And then we also ask that um, that only one parent would accompany the child when they come to the building, mm-hmm. if at all possible. Now, you know, if you've got many children in your family, you know what I mean? We're, we're not going to necessarily say, nope, two of you can't come in to drop off six yeah. children or something like that. But, you know, we're really wanting one parent to come in and accompany their child into the building just to limit the numbers. And also, once you're in the building... And what they can expect is to see a lot of hand sanitizer stations (laughs) that are going to be available in multiple locations and that um, social distancing in the lines. We make sure of that. That is something everyone at this point is getting used to Mm -hmm. and um, that they would keep moving. One of the things that we were talking about is just, you know, just making sure that people as they come to buildings and they're like, oh, wow, we haven't been in here in a long time that they don't stop and congregate inside the building. So we try to just keep that moving. So yeah. that they go outside and they can gather out there and talk and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I know that you have said uh, that our teams are modifying curriculum and activities, just trying to make sure that, you know, the supplies we use or the games that we do uh, that maybe we were able to do in the past that we were kind of modifying them thinking about safety as well. So just give me a little bit of an idea of, of what you mean by that. Yeah, well, you know, praise God for it curriculum teams, because it really is a difficult thing to try to think through small group curriculum where you're limiting all those supplies and limiting touching and and all of those things. It's really difficult, but we are limiting the supplies like individual packs of crayons and not sharing scissors and markers and et cetera, things like that. But the practice is that kids are not sharing supplies and that we're doing our best to limit the contact between children and games and what our hosts from stage would have you know, the kids doing in games and that um, the groups are going to continue to stay six feet apart mm-hmm. from each other that, so that we're able to uh, to keep them safe in that way. And then each small group have cleaning wipes and hand sanitizer. And at a certain time in the hour, we have written it into our curriculum that the small group leaders would actually distribute hand sanitizer so that the kids could, mm-hmm. you know, wipe their hands. And then, you know, you think between our nine o'clock service and our 11 o'clock service, we do not use the same curriculum and the supplies that we did at nine, we're not going to use at 11. So it's going to be a new, you know, sanitized group of yeah. all the things, you know, that you would normally see on the street. So we're not going to be sharing um, the supplies. So I know that you for sure, me as well, we have missed seeing our kids on Upstreet. I've just missed the whole thing. I've missed the kids. I've missed the our volunteers, our parents. Uh, but you and I both know Upstreet is not just a building. So Chad, whether we're online or we're in person, can you tell us why Upstreet matters? Um, it's because we uh, really, really, really stress and believe um, our mission and our yeah. mission to guide children to put their faith in Jesus, to teach them who God is and how he wants them to live. No matter if we are online or we are in this building, mm-hmm. um, any of our buildings, it, it that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Our heart toward those parents, that's the reason we want to connect with them mm-hmm. um, as much as we do, is that we want to stress to them, even at home, through mom and dad, who are going to see their kids the most, that we still want to guide their hearts toward Jesus Mm -hmm. and who God is. And then the goal is for our kids to connect with their leaders. Yes. um, And learning our three um, basic truths that God loves me, that I can trust God no matter what, Mm -hmm. and that I should love others the way Jesus loves me. 
And so that is not changing. You know, when I just, just thinking about that, I, I just know that, you know, whether it was normal 10 years ago mm-hmm. to right now to whatever it's going to be in the next year or two, yeah. those things are not going to change. We are going to continue to fight together in our ministry to make that happen. Yeah. Well, Chad, I know you have committed a lot of your life and your heart and your your expertise, your brain power uh, to making sure that we create irresistible places for our kids. Like you, you really believe that and you've devoted your life to that. So parents, whether you've seen us at a drive-thru or you've been to some outside gatherings or you've joined us online, we are so thankful that we've had a chance to engage with you and with your kids. Like every we care about everything we create and we agonize over it. We want it to be a great connection for you and your child, because we do, we really want them to grow up and know who Jesus is and what he's like and how to follow God with their life. So never forget you're their most important influence, but we're so thankful that you let us tag along, cheer you on and help you out along the way. So I hope this is helpful. We cannot wait to see you in the building very soon. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon.